Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of Chip Chats. On this week's episode we have the lovely Carolyn who has been a great inspiration to me for a very long time. Me and Carolyn started following each other very early in my Instagram days and uh, she's seen not only me change a lot but I've seen her change a lot within the past couple years as well. Uh, Carolyn has is she's just crazy inspirational I constantly look at her page and get motivated to not only go to the gym and get my fitness in check but to just be kinder and better to myself in general she's got tons of videos of her talking about mental health about her talking about just being kinder to yourself being a mom being a woman just being appreciative and that has a lot to do with what this episode is based upon as well so I really do hope you enjoy and as always if you have any questions feel free to reach out to Carolyn or myself because we always are more than happy to answer anything for you or have a chat with you if you just need someone to chat with but uh, I will let you get to this week's episode and I truly hope you enjoy it and I will see you guys next week hi Carolyn how are you hi good how are you doing <laughs> thanks so much for coming on the podcast I'm super excited <laughs> thanks for having me I've been thinking about this for a long time <laughs> Yeah, we've been talking for a while about how you've been thinking about starting your own podcast and things like that, right? Yes. I'm yeah. gonna do one day, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Don't really need to just embrace it and go for it. <laughs> yeah. Well you you have like a really witty little, little name and I would have no idea where to even start with that. <laughs> Honestly, that was like purely coincidence that I came across this witty little name. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> All right, so I like to start off my podcast. Um, which you might know of, but uh, with a quick little question, super serious, got to answer real fast. <laughs> if you okay. were a type of chip, what chip would you be and why? What chip? Mm, a Ruffles chip, just a plain chip. Plain. Just, mm. yeah, just, I really love salt. It's kind of my weakness and I love crunch. So that's it. <laughs> Perfect. I love it. <laughs> I love this question because, you know, depending on where you are, chip means different things too, right? So I have some people come back with like chocolate chip or like a, to the UK, it's like a French fry, right? <laughs> <laughs> so let's start off with just a quick introduction, maybe a shout out to your Instagram channel. Just talk about like who you are, what you stand for, where you've okay. come in your journey, things like that. Okay. So I'm a mom of two. Um, I'm very, very into healthy living and fitness. And um, m- mostly lately, it's kind of been more mental health um, and just how all of those tie in with parenting. That's awesome. Um, yeah. And then your your Instagram name now is uh, Carolyn TV. It's K-E-R-O-L-I-N TV. The, the name now hello hello hi <laughs> sorry you were just like cutting off and I did not so hear okay. you. ever this is I don't edit my podcast I talk about this all the time so every time something like this happens I just embrace it and go <laughs> Oh my God. I, in my head I was like she's gonna edit this out it's okay no big deal no. <laughs> I totally don't edit <laughs> fail <laughs> anyway do you wanna I was just saying uh your Instagram name yeah, it's it's carolyn.tv perfect yep and uh, that's spelled a bit differently so I'll let you spell that out too if you want. 
It's K-E-R-O-L-I-N dot TV. Perfect. Uh, all right. So I want to talk a bit about, um, you know, your channel is big on, as you said, or your channel, your platform is big on yeah. Yeah. Um, healthy living and self-improvement. And I, I honestly, I just love your content because you're just so positive and real and you put out all these great little tips and tricks and your workouts are bomb. So thank you. you (laughs) I love love to share them. Honestly, when I first started um, on this healthy journey, I was actually like 18, 19. So Mm -hmm. all of the information I got was so confusing and it felt like a lot to take in and I didn't even know where to start, even though I had information at my fingertips. So I just like give out these tips uh, based on where I've gone wrong and what I've figured out. So for sure. Yeah. Well, it's so easy too, right? We live in this age of everything's at our fingertips. So it's so easy to find information and so easy to post information. And then it all gets distributed because you have so much information. too much like there's there's so many ways to do things the right way mm-hmm. that you you sometimes you get so many mixed messages right for sure I was just actually having a conversation the other day with my coworker because he's got a bunch of like personal trainers like experience training um did massage therapy and stuff for a while so we were having a chat in the gym about like proper form and if mm-hmm. you should like kind of the you know the bobbing motion every once in a while if you're lifting or you land your set gets a little too heavy and you do that whole like bounce yes we're talking about that like if it's if it's a good thing if it's a bad thing if you should or shouldn't do it honestly there are so many opinions on it it's just like it's not wrong but some things are less right than others well yeah it's essentially what he came down to is like you know it's not necessarily a bad thing but if you're doing it at the beginning of your set, it's too heavy. So that's right. That's right. All right. So let's start with, um, let's talk about healthy living. And, you know, you talk about this quite a lot. Um, I want to kind of know what healthy living means to you um, and like how you implement good uh, things into your daily routine to make sure that you are living healthily. Okay. So for me, healthy living is not just what I eat and how I exercise. Mm -hmm. For me, the biggest mindset shift has been incorporating my own wellness mentally into it because you can exercise and you can eat um, a restricted amount of calories and eat a certain way and make it perfect. But if the mental aspect of it is not in there, it will not be a lifelong commitment And nothing is really going to change. For sure. I know like, yeah, mindset is just huge. And I talk about this a lot too, which I think is why we get along so great. (laughs) We we live like parallel lives. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Well, the things that I do daily, it's kind of, it seems like a long list if I would have to explain it and write it out, but it's really not. It's just about the mindset, the mindset shifts that I've made um, yep. from going from always being obsessed with how I look to what goes into my mouth, to how many calories I eat, to how intensely I worked out that day, to mm-hmm. more listening to my body now and seeing um, if I'm waking up anxious and tense, maybe I'm overdoing it in every aspect of my life. And that's what's causing me to burn out. Um, and then I don't stick to it and I fall off for like a month. Mm -hmm. Um, so essentially what I do, um, 
I wake up that morning and I try to calm my mind. And now I make to-do lists of things that I absolutely need to get done that day. And the rest I forgive myself for. Um, So I make sure I exercise after I drop off my kids to school. I make sure that I kind of plan my meals out now so that I don't overspend when I go grocery shopping. I don't waste food. I'm not like giving into my mood that day. Um, Yeah. And then now I just do yoga. I slow down my life a little bit more so that if I'm feeling overwhelmed, um, you know, I'm not reaching for the foods that will make me feel comforted. Totally. You Mm -hmm. know, like uh, you talked about, um, you know, just having your meals planned out, which was huge. Once upon a time, I never did that. And I don't know how much food I always threw out, how much food I was wasting constantly, spending way more on groceries than necessary. And yes. then just having your meals planned out just kind of eliminates that whole, you know, sitting there wondering, what am I going to make? Having Absolutely. all that time where you're like digging through the cupboards, trying to figure it out. Yes. Or just like ordering takeout because the day was hard. For sure. It often leads you having unhealthy choices because you either like find pasta and call it quick and easy because you're just frustrated from digging through your cupboards or go and buy something. (laughs) That was a a big one for me, for sure. Because when I didn't plan, if I like, if I had a hard day, like you have kids, you know, you know, the days can be really hard sometimes. So um, I was like, you know what? I, I can't handle this. So I'm just going to order something. I found that too, like uh, w- making this change as of late to go to a um, more plant-based or vegetarian yeah, right. has like, if I don't plan my meals, I am screwed. <laughs> for sure, for sure. I know because I embraced the vegan and vegetarian life for a bit before. And with that, you really need to plan if you have a goal in mind. Oh, yeah. Well, even if you don't, because eventually you just find yourself getting so tired. It's It's funny because when we don't or when we do eat meat, we tend to reach for things really quickly that are things like meat or cheese or pepperettes or like something to feel you you quickly that's high in protein right that's right that's right yeah and then going from that to not having that option to quickly grab a pepperette or whatever so difficult that if you don't plan it out you you have nothing not to discourage anybody from choosing plant because honestly i i love the fact that i don't eat meat and i feel much better not eating meat but You definitely, if in order for you to be successful and not be like overly tired and out of it, you have to kind of plan it out. Right. Or for you not to just boil some pasta every single day and just eat pasta every day, you know, like there are healthier alternatives for sure. When I was a teenager, I tried to go uh, vegetarian and I remember my mom getting like really mad at me because I was, I was not a big fan of vegetables because, you know, most teenagers and I wouldn't like 90% of my meals would just be passed up. <laughs> of course. Cause it's like the quickest thing you can make. Anybody can make that. Of course. And, and as a teenager, you're like extra lazy. Right? <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> so let's talk a bit about, um, we talked about the mindset and having that mindset change 
Um, and just, I said, I talk a lot about this too, taking control of your, yourself, of your body, of what you're doing, of how you're feeling. Um, Mm -hmm. have you had a moment in time where you, you've switched that and become more empowered because you're focusing on like bettering yourself and making your, making sure you're, you are happy instead of embracing all the negative. For sure. So that was the biggest one for me before I had my first child, I was, 22 when I had him, um, I weighed 104 pounds. Um, and I was just really tiny and skinny. And that's because I ate a certain way and I trained a certain way, but my mindset was so unhealthy and toxic that Mm -hmm. my relationship with food was just a very negative one. It was, if I ate a certain thing, um, I would feel guilty and then I would punish myself essentially, which Mm -hmm. is like, the worst mindset to have. Um, and then I would fall off and the weekends I would binge and then I would feel terrible about myself. And there was this whole like self-loathing cycle. So now I think to myself, I know you want certain foods because you know, like you're a woman, you're on your period or, um, you've had a rough day. You haven't had any slip sleep. You're a mom. Um, instead of reaching for the things that I know are going to make me feel depressed or sluggish, not because of my association with them, but just because my body literally cannot handle a lot of dairy or a lot of dough. Um, So now I have a list in my head of foods that I will eat once in a while, but I will not embrace in my diet every single day. So, so when I approach it from this perspective of, okay, what foods make me feel happier and healthier and clean, not Mm -hmm. clean in the negative way though. I feel like I can still enjoy the other foods once in a while without having my body feel sluggish or having breakouts or feeling bloated. So that's feeling quote unquote dirty, right? right, That's right. That's right. Um, But I really don't want to put food in those categories because I hate to tell people eat a treat on the weekend. Like, no, if, if midweek you feel like having a treat, have a treat. If you feel like having pasta that day, then enjoy it. Don't feel guilty about it afterwards though. And don't eat the foods that you know are going to make you feel horrible. I totally, I have this conversation all the time too, because people are like, well, how do you stay away from chocolate and cane? Like, honestly, it's not that I do stay away from those things. I just make better choices 90% of the time so that I want that chocolate. I want that candy. I just have a little bit here and there and it's, it's satiated and I'm not like going crazy and I don't beat myself up about it because I'm not leaving the meal. Like, Oh my God, I feel so gross. I just ate. Exactly. And I feel like that's the better mindset to go with. Like so many people, they message me for help. And I guess the the knowledge about health and fitness is confusing, right? As we said before, um, but everyone is like, uh, tell me about the keto diet. Should I be doing it? And I'm like, no, you should not be doing it. You should not be doing it. Not because I think it's not good and that you won't lose a lot of weight quickly, but what happens when you reintroduce the foods that you, you demonized? What happens then? You just gain all your weight back and then you feel horrible about yourself. Totally. I have, a, I have a very um, interesting relationship with diets because I look at them like, you know, 
yes, this diet will work for every, whatever, one in 10 people or whatever it is. That's right. But the case may be that even if it works for you, most people, it's not maintainable. You won't have a lifelong commitment to this diet. So if you're looking at using this to lose weight, it's yes, it may help you get to the point that you want to get at, but it's not going to help you realize what you need to do in the future to maintain and keep that lifestyle, right? That's right. Because when you reintroduce the things you're removing, which you will reintroduce them because let's be honest, <laughs> um, like you can't live we with all love cake and chocolate. <laughs> right. But you can't live without carbs. No, you can't. So if you remove that, which is a major source of energy for your body, if you remove it, then when you reintroduce it, you're going to gain back all the weight. <laughs> You are. I've, I've seen it time and time again. There's, That's right. It's very, very few people. And it's usually the people who are surviving on things like keto who have like diabetes and things where, yes, this is actually helping you. And this is That's actually a maintainable lifestyle for you because you need it to survive, essentially. That's um, right. Yeah, it's, it's very rarely that I come across someone who's gone through an intense diet who ends up leaving and finishing that diet and finishing their weight loss and then being. That's, that's right. Exactly. Um, so I also have, you know, um, I have this big frustration around this, which is a big topic in my household where we think that, um, and as an active person, I would love your input on it, but yep. where we think that the gym will replace our, our eating habits or will counteract our eating habits. That whole belief that if you want to lose weight, you have to go to the gym. Um, this is something that like extremely frustrates me. I come across this conversation. I don't know how many times where I'm just like, no, <laughs> you need to have a healthy relationship with the gym along with the food. What, what's your take on that? Um, well, okay. So, you know, my husband owns a gym, <laughs> so I mean, gyms, I love gyms, right? But that is such a small portion of what's going to make you lose weight. Um, your diet and how you're eating, that changes everything. So if you have a specific goal like weight loss, you need to eat fewer calories and you need to be active. That's kind of the recipe for success. If you, it, like you, yes, you can hit the weights really hard, but if you're going home and you're eating like 3000 calories a day, it's going to do nothing for you. Like, unless you're tr really trying to gain muscle and you're trying to gain weight, that's different. But for the general population who wants to lose weight, like 70, or I would even say like 80% of your success rate is what you put into your mouth. Oh yeah. And I talk about that all the time about how, you know, with me and having all this weight loss, yeah, the majority of my weight was lost without even stepping foot into a gym That's or doing right. anything other than maybe going on a few more walks. Because, you know, once you start living that healthier lifestyle, you tend to get out and move more just because you're trying to be a healthier person in general. Um, right. But I never, yeah, I never had, you know, some crazy gym routine that I went to four times a week or <laughs> five no. times a week or seven times a week. Or it's, it's like, you should do the things that. Oh no, I lost you again. Pardon? I lost you again. 
you should I all um, heard was you should do the things that and then it kind of yeah, you should, <laughs> sorry you should do the things that make you happy so if you really love to hit personal records when you're weight training then join a gym but you you love bouldering right so oh yeah do what moves you whether exactly. that's like some people love classes I hate classes I love to hit the weights that's me though but you should like try as many things as you can until you figure out which one you can actually stick to because you enjoy it. Well, that's, that's the thing I talk about a lot too with people because a lot of people come to me and be like, well, why did you choose bouldering? Well, I went to gyms and I waited, did lifting weights and I ran on treadmills and what, and I hated every second of it. <laughs> exactly. You do not want to go. <laughs> <laughs> And now I'm at a point now where I want to further my climbing. So I am back to being at a, like essentially a gym, lifting weights, doing things like that. But even I still still hate cardio to death. So I just stay away from that. To To be honest with you, I don't do cardio. So (laughs) everyone's like, you don't do cardio. I'm like, well, I'm climbing. So my heart rate does go up. Right. right. Even if didn't I probably still want to do it because my heart rate goes up while I'm lifting weights too (laughs) exactly exactly there is that misconception though that if you want to lose weight you need to do cardio and for me like that that has not been my experience ever I was the leanest when I lifted really heavy weights um and high volume so like you know you don't need to run on the treadmill like a bunny uh to try to lose weight unless you really really love it like if you love it go for it but I haven't met someone who truly just loves it <laughs> I think I've one person be like I love cardio I'm like girl you crazy <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe it's less challenging for that person I don't know <laughs> um so what, speaking of lifting heavy weights um I'm gonna just I'm gonna address this because this is a topic that a lot of people come up with that women and lifting weights don't mix um, because we're going to get big and buff and gross looking. (laughs) Have you heard this one before? Uh, I've heard that one, honestly, for the last 10 years. (laughs) Why are you trying to lift so heavy? You're you're trying to look like a man. And I hate to break it to you guys, but, you know, we don't have the, the genetic makeup to become bulky. Like we don't. I I say this all the time too. I'm like, unless you're using some sort of uh, testosterone, once you be that big, it's it's not gonna happen naturally. No, it's really not. I have found the opposite true for me, but that's because my body type is that way. That if like I lose weight easily, so if I'm trying to gain muscle, I would need to eat like 2,600 calories a day, Um, but. I have lifted really heavy and gotten skinnier mm-hmm. because well, yeah, they say that lifting weights actually will burn more calories than cardio and things like that because it, it continuously burns calories after the fact, right? That's right. That's right. So if you're not eating like super high calories, you will, you will lose weight if you train heavy, but I mean, I don't recommend anyone training heavy unless their form is perfect. I'm just going to put that, that one out there. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Like even I have a set workout plan that I've gotten from my coworker and uh, in, in some of these things are 
exercises I've never done before. Like I've not done bench presses or (laughs) anything like that. Like I've not ever lifted heavily. I've only done like quick little dumbbell things. So there's a lot of things like where I went up to do um, whatever bench press or whatever, where I'm like, I'm not sure if I'm doing this correctly. So I'm not going to push myself to push the full weight. I'll just do what feels like it's doing a little bit and make sure that I'm still comfortable and able to handle it before um, I'm able to push myself forward. That's right. And that's the right approach. But unfortunately, we live in a very um, competitive state right now where we see how other people do it. And we're like, well, why can't I do it that way? Well, you can't because you don't know how many years of experience that person has had. You don't know how many coaches they work with. And we just shouldn't compare in that way. For sure. Um, and you know, back to having like that whole, uh, thing about, you know, women shouldn't lift weight. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I have you, most of your slack, where does it come from? Cause I find a lot of mine comes from family members who are like, oh, you're climbing and now you're lifting weights. Like you're gonna, you're, you're gonna look gross. <laughs> like, um, My, I don't know. Yeah, I think for me, at first, it was like relatives back home, like in because I'm from Albania, um, where maybe weight training was a predominantly male thing. Um, So most of it came from there. But I think people just look at me now and they're like, oh, she's crazy. Like, don't even bother with her. (laughs) But it did come from family first, because I've never met a stranger who who was audacious enough to be honest like, with me like that, you know? <laughs> Not even through Instagram? I thought maybe maybe a couple people trickled through the Instagram no, Actually, I had a few trolls one time who said, who I think they were male though, and who are like, do you even lift, bro? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> oh, I love trolls. I've only ever had like a couple and it was on like a loose skin post and I just like rolled my eyes and ignored it. But they might even still be on some of my loose skin posts, not to to be honest, but I'm gonna go look, check it out. <laughs> I'm like, I think I acknowledge it. I don't delete it. I'm like, you are obviously having a bad day. Yes. And if you want to have a bad day, go for it. But I'm not having a bad day. So Good. it doesn't matter. Good for you. Good for you. <laughs> Uh, which kind of brings us back to the self love and appreciating your um, strengths over your weaknesses. Um, You talk a lot about, you know, being harsh on yourself as a mom, as a woman, as a wife. Um, If if you could give some tips for others who are finding themselves in our, because this is very common, especially around women. I find that we really downgrade ourselves and say like, you know, we are worse than we are. We are not as doing as well as we should be. We are good, bad parents. We are um, what, what have you. And I know you talk a lot of, about this on, on your um, Instagram page. Yes. So what are your feelings towards this? Let's start there. So that's a really, really big one for me because I'm a little bit obsessed with uh, bettering myself and self-improvement. Um, and especially in the parenting department, um, because I feel like you can affect your children. So, uh, in such a grand scale, if you do things quote unquote wrong. Right. But for me, like I actually just made a video about this yesterday, but I did not have the courage to post it yet. Um, and 
Yeah, that self-love journey for me has been a really, really long and bumpy road because Mm -hmm. I am just very, very harsh on myself. And if I'm not perfect, like it started with after, like after I had the baby, like, you know, in society, women are told after you have a baby, your body's kind of ruined. It's damaged. It's damaged good at that point. Right. Um, And you're less desirable. And I know it's maybe not the right intention that I had at that point, but I really wanted to bounce back and get super, super fit um, just to kind of show the world, like put my middle finger up to the world and be like, my body is not ruined after kids. I feel better than ever. Um, But there is also a whole culture right now of pressuring women who have just had babies to look like they've never had a baby. And the first step I would tell, like the first little tip is, Do not pressure yourself to bounce back after a baby right away. Don't do it. You're like, focus on your baby um, and enjoy that time with your baby. Like, do not. You got so much else going on. (laughs) You just have a child. You have to care for this person and feed them and change them and be up. Like, the last thing I want to think about is (laughs) going to the gym. That's right. That's right. And, it's, it's really not necessary either because your body is just has not healed yet. So stop being obsessed with bouncing back three days after just because you saw the Kardashians do it. They have surgeons um, <laughs> that you do not have. So that's my first tip. Don't put so much pressure on yourself. If you are stressing out about getting fit, you are increasing your cortisol. And that usually means you are going to hold on to fat. Just let go, take it easy and be happy and enjoy the moment. So that's like my kind of my first mistake that I made after I had uh, my first. And you don't need to be doing that. I guess the second one is stop saying so many horrible things about yourself, even in your own head. When you you start to have this negative self-talk, you start to sabotage yourself because you will not make decisions in the right way when you're in that mindset. So if you're constantly going to say, I never do anything right. I'm such a terrible mom. I'm such a terrible person. um, You are also stuck in a victim mindset and you're stuck in this negative mindset that you're not looking for solutions at that point. You're kind of just wallowing in self-hate and self-pity, and you will not do anything to improve your situation. So another tip is make sure that you're looking for solutions. Like, okay, um, I struggle because I can be impatient, but I'm not impatient because I'm a terrible person. I'm impatient because I'm the type of person I'm the type of person who makes a martyr of myself and I have to go, 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 go and do a million things in my day. So, okay, if I know I'm this type of person, it's not because I'm a horrible person. I know that I'm a goal-oriented person who likes to get things done. So let's flip it and make it positive, right? So if I'm this type of person, I can work within that framework now and say, okay, if I make a to-do list and each day I get two absolutely crucial things done in my day, then I cannot beat myself up at the end of the day. I cannot be on this hamster wheel of trying to get so much done in my day. And maybe I won't be as impatient with the people around me. Yep. So for me, well, yeah, the more, the more on top of it, the more you have a handle on your thoughts too, the less 
you're going to lash out and react to things, That's right. right? Like, I don't know how many times where I've let myself get into my mind and then all of a sudden I'm just like barking at the kids yes. or freaking you're not happy with yourself. Therefore you take it out on others. That's right. And we take it out on people who are the easiest to take it out on because they love us so much. Um, so with that being said though, I do think that you need to take a look in the mirror and self-reflect and know exactly who you are. Don't, don't look at yourself in the mirror through the lens of like everything you hate about yourself. Start to list the things that you love about yourself. Because even if you think you're a terrible person, like, trust me, I had severe postpartum depression after my first. And I thought I was like the worst person ever. Um, even in those moments, you can find something that is great about you. And if you start to make a list, more things start to pop into your head about the positive traits that you have. Because I promise you, if you keep going like, I'm terrible, this person's so much better than me, um, I don't deserve to live, whatever else is going on in your head, then you will start to make really, really bad decisions. Whether that is yep. relying on food to make you feel better or whatever, just just like yelling at people and being angry towards people and judgmental. So just, just also be self-aware. Don't, don't stick to this victim mindset of my life is not as good as this person's. That's why I'm not getting ahead. And that's why I'm not reaching my goals. No, you also have to assess what you are contributing to your life being a way that you don't like it to be. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've, I've lived in both this aspect now of my life where I'm always a very positive, like thinking, trying to get on top of it kind of person, but I've also lived in the severe, severe depression. And like you said, after having that first baby, I, I gained a lot of weight with my first son. And like you, I had my, my child pretty early. I was thinking I was around 1920. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I was in a very negative relationship with the, fa- with his father mm-hmm. and, there was specifically a comment made where I was told that after I had the baby, no one would find me attractive and I would be fat and useless. And then when I gained all that weight, then I had the baby and then I felt fat and useless and it kind of spiraled me and put me in, like you said, a very bad postpartum depression Mm -hmm. that just caused me to not only gain more weight, but to be all like, what was me to have issues in friendships, relationships, I wish, I wish so hard that I realized this um, part of mental health way before I did. I lived with depression for like whatever. He's eight now, so like eight years probably. Because essentially, when he came out, till about maybe even a year ago, half a year ago, um, when I really made the switch and had the light switch turn in your brain. You know, it's so hard talking to others who are going through and are in that yes. dark depression, talking to them and trying to be like, look, like just it's as silly as it sounds. And as much as you're rolling your eyes at me being like, yeah, easier said than done. As soon as you change that thought process to no longer focus on, you know, I'm so horrible. I'm so bad yes. to focusing on how I can be better and being more positive and I would do things like walk around my house and write like, I am capable. I think that's on my bathroom mirror right now. I'm capable or I'm beautiful or what I just constantly writing things. So every time I look in the mirror, I'm not looking in the mirror and being like, 
oh, woe is me. I'm looking at the mirror being like, no, I am. Like, mm-hmm. it's, it seems so silly, but it's so empowering to just take control of it and feel better about yourself. And yes, you're still going to have hard moments. It's not going to solve everything no. and make everything <laughs> But living your life in that much happier, healthier uh, environment or cloud or whatever you want to call it is like, it's so relieving and it just pushes you in just the right way. Right. But I think you, you, you used the right word. You said you have to take control of it. And I know a lot of people think that, you know, this path to enlightenment, let's say like, it's going to fall into your lap and no, it's not. You have to decide today that you are sick of living your life the way it is. Or if you want to put a positive spin on it, you have to decide today that, you want to live your best life, whatever that means for you. Um, I got to a spot where it was like, you know, I'm so down and like in such a horrible cloud about myself. And I, I just can't, it's either I'm, I die or I fix it because I can't, Yep, I can't move past this and live anymore. That's right. So that was, that was a big pivotal. And thankfully I had, when that realization came to me, I'd already started to lose weight and started to gain more faith in myself That's right. in that I was able to control my destiny, essentially, right. um, to be able to fuel me enough to be like, click, yes, like this needs to change. I need to stop focusing on that. I need to move on. I need to do what I need to do to be happy. And in reality, when it comes down to it, you know, you're the only one who can control Absolutely. your outcome. In life. Absolutely. So you do what you need to do to be a healthier version, to be a happier person, to do what you need to do to just live that happier life. Right? That's right. And I tell that to everyone, like I can, I can sit here and give you the information that you want, but if you are not going to change, nothing is going to change. So it has to come from you. Oh yeah. I'm finding that, you know, that's self-worth. What are you good at? I remember being in my worst moments, sitting there thinking, there is absolutely nothing that I am good at. There's no, yeah, there's, there's, I'm not good at being a mom. I'm not good at being a wife. I'm not good at being, there is nothing that I'm good at to changing my mind and sitting there and be like, no, actually I'm a pretty personal, happy individual. No, actually my kids do love me. (laughs) Yes. why I had any of those negative feelings about my kids not loving me is strictly for the fact that I was such an often distant person that they didn't know who I was. <laughs> like right. they didn't have that connection with me because I was so focused on being stuck in this like, oh well it's me, I'm a horrible person. So everyone's gonna think I'm horrible. Well yeah, because you're acting like a horrible person because you are stuck in this mindset that you are one. Right. That's right. And I know it's really, really hard to break the mindset, but all you have to do is start make, all you have to do is start making one change a day, just one, just decide what that change will be today. I actually made a list on new year's and no, I usually do not do new year's stuff because I'm all like, uh, you know, one of those people who rejects, (laughs) uh, when everyone else does things, you know? mainstream things um (laughs) but on new year's this year i'm like oh what the hell let's try it so i made a list in my journal and i wrote what type of woman do you want to be so i wrote all of the characteristics i want to be strong i want to be kind and patient and loving and 
everything else. Strong was my first one though, because I had never viewed myself as that, even though like physically. It's a lot of self can't be strong. How, how could we be strong? Right. And even though I could lift really heavy weights and I worked towards physically being strong, I felt like mentally and emotionally, I was still a child. So that was the first on my list for me. And then I started to change my mindset from I'm such a victim. I'm so terrible. I'm so this to how can I take control of the things I don't like about myself and mute them and silence them so that I can be um, the person I would love my kids to be proud of. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, do you find like, I, I tend to do this. I have a, a gratitude journal or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's like I say that. finding three things you're grateful for mm-hmm. each day will help you change your mindset. So you stop focusing on all of the negative. Have you ever implemented anything like that into your routine? Absolutely. Actually, my kids and I, since like about last summer, I used to print out these sheets that said three things that happened today that were great. And then the other section on it says three things today that I could have done better or um, that I didn't love. So ever since last year, my, my kids and I have been discussing that at bedtime. Um, and I feel like that's been a really big shift for us too. Like just, just showing my kids gratitude as well. It stops. It makes you stop and realize like, Hey, you know, I might not have a perfect life, but look at all the things that I have that other people would find to be a luxury that, that I can be grateful for today. Well, it's almost like, you know, somewhere in our human lifeline, we decided to stop thinking and talking about the good things and only focus on the bad. I mean, look at Facebook, look at, it's like 90% of your posts are something negative or about some fire or some shooting or like, you mean, (laughs) in every post, right? We're, we're always sharing the negative and we're not taking the time to sit there and be like, actually, you are a great kid or you are a great human or you are, you know, you have done so much good. You have made these changes. You are smart. Look at what you are capable of. We've stopped focusing yeah. on the positives and stopped bringing each other up. And we only now focus on the negatives. And honestly, I think this has been the biggest downfall to our mental health and all this what have you yeah well actually that that goes into another tip that I wanted to talk about and that's social media um stop scrolling Mm -hmm. just stop doing it I mean like notice, notice how much time you waste scrolling your Facebook feed and then going on Instagram and seeing the same things posted on Facebook and Instagram, but you're still scrolling and liking it there too. And then you go on your explore page and everyone is living this fabulous life on a yacht. And you're like, wow, I'm so broke. I'm so unfit. I'm so ugly. Give me a break. Stop scrolling. It is making you miserable. And honestly, I find it I find it so much worse on Facebook than any other platform. And when I when I totally and when I made the shift to starting to be a happier, healthier person, scrolling through Facebook went out the window. And I find that 
if I, if I sit there and I scroll through it, it's often around the times where I am just in a negative place myself too. It's almost like I'm looking for more negative so that my negative is bad. <laughs> well, see, I think the opposite. I think for me, Instagram is my downfall. Um, and it's so easy to get sucked because at least on Facebook, you have like uh, a news feed and people post articles and you could choose not to click on the article, but like on Instagram, it's just pictures. <laughs> so like you can literally scroll on Instagram for so long without even knowing how much time you just wasted. And the conversation I have with my husband, cause we always love to self reflect, um, at night after the kids are asleep. And we always say this, how are we so willing to waste so much time scrolling on Instagram, but you're not willing to put in that amount of time into something for you? Well, yeah. And that, that bringing our husbands into it, this has been a big part of Rich and I's topic of discussion too, mm-hmm. going from, you know, we want to have a healthy, happy, healthy relationship with each other because mm-hmm to be a strong team for our kids is also super important, right? Sure. It's, it's, it's going to impact them in crazy ways. And if we spend our time, the little time we have together, because let's face it, we're all living busy lifestyles where we often spend the time that we need to spend with our significant others or with our kids or whatever. If we're spending that time when we're sitting there scrolling. Yes, we're in the same zone as each other. Yes, we're quote unquote hanging out together, huh, yeah. but we're not having anything viable. Right? Like no, a part of the the change again from being a, a much ha- happier person is just sitting there and making the effort to put the phones down. That's right. And um, we'll often like sit at night and just like leave our phones in the other room, leave them plugged in downstairs, whatever, and take that time to sit there for even like an hour, whatever that short period of time yeah. is that we have. Just there and talk about our day, talk about life, talk about the news, whatever we need to talk about. Even if we're talking about a negative thing, yes, the day always ends up much more positive because we're sitting there having that positive interaction. Right. But I'd also like to challenge this whole idea of living the busy life. You have a choice. You have a choice in how much you take on in your day. Um, and you don't have to be super busy. Unless, like, of course, I'm, I'm not talking about the the circumstances where somebody needs the money and they have to work, like, three shifts. You know what I mean? But I'm talking about the things, like, we love to say we're busy in this society. But how much time do we just waste doing things that are substanceless, absolutely substanceless. Like I listen to so many podcasts now instead of scrolling. And I feel like it has enriched my life in so many substantial ways. You learn information, you like, you can be happy. You don't have to feel lonely if you're like, if you don't have family around and you're isolated, like you can have somebody who is like giving you ideas and somebody you can talk to essentially. And I think that is a much more positive way to spend your time. Um, Like just the other day, I heard in a podcast that if you want a successful relationship, you have to do things to foster that relationship. And that's not sitting beside each other, scrolling on your phone. You have to touch the person, give them a hug, tell them you love them. You know what I mean? So be mindful. That's like a huge one. Just be mindful of what you're saying, what you're doing, what information you're taking in, because that's huge. Totally. When you're, you're going to have issues arise, 
like we have higher divorce rates and we have all these higher things because you know this has been introduced into our lives and a lot of the time it takes priority out of a lot of things because it's in our eyes more productive i think because we feel like we're doing something in those downtimes instead of just embracing the downtime and being like nah let's just spend this time together right and i think that's something we definitely lacked coming into the 21st century versus you know before I don't know how many times I would remember nights where I would at least even sitting and watching a movie with my family or playing a board game or just chatting at the table. We live in this area where we sit there at the dinner table and we have the TV on and nobody's really paying attention to each other or talking about anything. You're just like zoning out and stuffing your face. (laughs) Right. right. But like, here's the thing. We say we're so busy, but the average child in the U.S., I'm going to say that statistic because I don't know what it is for Canada where we live, but the average child watches six hours of screen time a day. How are we so busy? How are we that busy if a child can watch six hours of screens a day? Or if you, like they said the average American adult consumes eight hours of screen time a day. So how are we saying we're busy? Yep. Totally. <laughs> like th- in those I eight mean, hours. Maybe I could maybe understand it if you're using the not 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 necessarily understand it but understand where that that point comes from maybe you're using it as a distraction because you are busy with other things but even then why are you taking on more than you can chew and having to provide that distraction a little bit okay for doing the whole day right like while you're like, while you're working awesome. you're scrolling while you're with your kids you're scrolling like that is that is actually the one thing that has decreased my anxiety by I would say about 99%. When I am with, oh, yeah. when I'm with my kids, I put my phone away. I don't care who has to text me if it's an emergency, you can call me and I will hear my phone. But now I have stopped multitasking so much. No more scrolling when I'm peeing, no no more cooking and then checking my feed every 3 minutes. I swear it used to be every 2 or 3 minutes I would check my feed when I was cooking, when I was doing anything. It's like, it's like we feel we don't necessarily want to address the things that are going on in our lives. So instead we just veg out and we distract. fill our time. We distract ourselves. Yeah. It's like a form of self-medication, right? But yeah, as you said, like completely, when we started to take more time for each other and stopped being so involved on our phones um, and on our whatever, entertainment regardless, um, my anxiety is much easier con- to control on a day-to-day basis. And I hardly ever have a moment where I'm sitting there during time with family feeling anxious or depressed or upset. If I'm absorbed in my family, I'm absorbed in my family. Right. Um, one of the things we've actually started doing as of the past couple of weeks is when I go for a training session at the gym or whatever, I'll bring the kids and they'll sit for the first little bit while I'm um, lifting weights or whatever and just like hang out on their tablets a bit because it is part of what they want to do. Sure. And it stops them from running around the gym because they're not lifting weights. They're too young to be doing that. For sure. Um, Rich gets off work after whatever, an hour, whatever I've been lifting weights, gets off work and comes to the gym. And then we all climb together. That's wonderful. As a family. That's and it's like the most like it's just awesome it's something that we didn't really do before we just separated everything and that that was the reason why we felt like we were so busy because 
you know, we had free time here. So I went to the gym and we had free time here. So then Rich went and did his thing. We had free time here. So the boys are going out to do something with mom or with dad while the other one's distracted. Like, yes, you make to fill the voids instead of taking the time to sit there and, you know, just be with each other. Right. Well, I know that like, a lot of people message me on Instagram asking for help. Now, you know, I'm not a trainer. My husband is, um, but they will, t- I will tell them, Hey, you don't need the gym to exercise. Even like, even if you have to work out at home, Oh, but my kids, my kids won't let me. So I'm like, involve, involve your children. And they say, they don't want to do that, but you don't know that. Like it doesn't ha- you don't have to tell your kids, Hey, we're going to exercise for an hour. Now you can make it fun. And exercise doesn't have to be this tedious thing that you dread doing, but a very healthy and normal part of your life. Like you don't want to say do squats, tell them to do frog jumps, you know, like they're totally going to fight it at first too. Right. Like I, it took a long time. Like Henry comes with me to the gym all the time and he's only three. So he doesn't really necessarily climb that much. He's just kind of, you um and you know at the beginning it was so hard to get him involved or to warm up with me or to stretch with me or whatever Mm -hmm. whereas yesterday we're at the gym after just continuously doing it over time it's now gone to a point where either he'll ask me to go or I'll be stretching and he'll be like I can do that too and he'll come down and like eventually they get used to it and it becomes normal to them and then it's not this big large fight you just have to move through the front pot part where you know your kids just like anything right like if you were forced to do exercise when you were a teenager and you lived a life where that was not something you did and then all of a sudden we're on this health kick and we're going to start ex- of course you're gonna say no because it's not necessarily like a quote-unquote fun thing to do but right. it becomes right but i mean which person do you know who loves change because i've never met one <laughs> Totally. Um, so I just looked at the clock because I've just been so enthralled in this conversation, but we're coming up to our time. So let's do, um, if you just want to give out like a quick, I don't know, just even a tip that you wanted to say that maybe we didn't get to or something that you just want to give people to give them that little boost before we end the podcast, this would be your time to do it. Yeah. So go. Well, I think I've already <laughs> said this throughout the podcast because I think we were pretty thorough, but but what I would say is don't wait for the miracle to happen for you. You have to decide today that you want to change certain things about yourself and don't wallow in self-pity or self-loathing. Just figure out what it is that's not working for you in your life and take the steps towards that. And like fitness, eating healthy and mental health, they all go hand in hand. You can't excel in one if you're suffering in the other and you don't have to be perfect every day. So cut out the negative self-talk because I'm queen of that one, but it does not serve you and it's not going to help you and you will make terrible choices. So Make sure that you list all of the things you love about yourself. Figure out what makes you you and how you can work within that framework to to make yourself a happier person. Because when you're happier, you're going to make the right choices. And just slow down. Slow down. You don't have to be so busy all the time. Enjoy your days. Enjoy your life. And, you know, enjoy a treat. It's not going to kill you. It's not going to make you fat. (laughs) And, you know, just... 
just work within who you are and don't keep comparing yourself to how everyone else does things. Cause I promise you fitness models on Instagram exercise twice a day and nobody has that sort of lifestyle except them. Totally. I'm like standing here, hands in the air, like, yeah, preach it, girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Of course. But um, but quickly, before we go, before we end this, I also want to say that if you do to the, those listening right now, if you do instill and put any of this into your um, daily lifestyle, I'm sure you would love to hear about it too. But I would definitely love to get a message from you to tell me how your life has changed since you started putting some of those more positive thoughts into your brain. Yes. Um, Cause I, I always love to hear it and I'm sure you would love to hear it. I too, love so. transformation tales. I love them. And that's why I find you so inspiring because you and I have the same philosophies in life and even towards like fitness and health and healthy eating. Um, and you show people that you don't have to eat 1200 calories a day to lose weight. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Anyway, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, one of these days, I need to come visit you and we'll have a chat in real life together. Because we'll have to come to the gym. Not like we're not <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> or like go have a workout or something. Yes. I don't know. We got to do something. You're awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you have a great Me day. Too. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye.